Hey, Zach. Episode two. How you doing, mate? Yep, very good. And yourself? Yeah, good. Busy week. Hey, mate. This episode, I think what we're going to talk about is uh, coaching tips for how to basically attract more people in an affiliate and keep them for longer. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. And this is pretty much like uh, out of our relationship. This is definitely in sort of more my wheelhouse. I'm, I'm dealing with members on a day-to-day basis, you know, trying to give them the best daily experience that I can um, just so that they enjoy it, but also so that like uh, they keep coming back and continue to help the gym business thrive and help uh, potentially bring their friends and family along. So, I mean, the better job that a coach does every day uh, in the gym is going to help the business in the long term as well. So, I mean, I've got a bunch of points that I want to talk about. Basically, from yeah, my perspective, from my perspective and a coach's perspective, and what they can do to, um, you know, make that experience better every day, so that they can sort of refer on to friends and family, and then bring them along, but not just bring them along, but so that they stay longer as well. So, awesome! This sounds like a perfect one for all the coaches and owners out there. They really want to improve their coaching to actually increase member size. Is that right? Yeah, hundred percent. And it should be very relatable. I think I've taken a bunch of notes. It should be very relatable to a lot of the CrossFit coaches out there because I've got a, a bunch of points basically from the CrossFit Level Two seminar and the Level Two manual. Um, so if you've done that, you might be familiar with some of that stuff. And if you haven't done it, um, it's the obvious or the logical next step for some of these coaches to to definitely go and do. I feel like uh, it's even though it's optional, it shouldn't be optional. It should, it should be almost uh, not negotiable for, for coaches to continue and, and go to. So the CrossFit Level 2, there's a bunch of points from that. And I've just done the Bird Box Coaching Development Seminar. Yeah, I saw uh, that. And that was, I mean, it wasn't, there was nothing in there that was like totally new, but it's, it's stuff that um, every coach could definitely go and do. And it would, it would like take their, their coaching from a 10 to a 20 like out of 10, basically. So it's and, like and the it, fundamentals, but it's the fundamentals that people forget about that's, you know, key to day-to-day stuff. Is that what it is? Yeah, basically. And, and it's basically built uh, how good coaching is built on good athlete and client relationships, basically. So I'm yeah. going to start with the, the CrossFit Level 2 points that I've taken down and, um, and that flows right into the Bird Box stuff. And I'll just sort of add my own sort of flavor and twist and perspective onto it, basically. So... Awesome. I guess shout out to the Bird Box guys. What is it? Uh, Rob and Brett and... Yeah, so Nathan Burke's uh, the Bird Box guys, but in Australia, yeah, yeah. Brett Ford and uh, Rob Noy at Crossaxed uh, are the, the guys. And they've actually got one coming up in Melbourne. Um, so coaches, I 100% recommend jumping on that. And these, I think there's only ever been 20 or 30 co- uh, courses run worldwide. So there's, they're not actually run that often. You know, there's, awesome. there's a level one or two every other weekend somewhere, but these ones are very hard to come across. So definitely jump in and do that. And the, I mean, I'll get started. The level two seminar, they talk a lot about the six criteria of effective coaching. I think that's what the, the title of, this, of, of that is. And it's your teaching, your seeing, correcting, your demonstration, group management and presence and attitude. And I mean, basically you could put all these points on a spider graph and if you're really good at teaching, seeing, correcting, but you've got a deficiency in your group management skills, then you don't need to get better at teaching and seeing and correcting. You don't need to study more. You just need to get more organized and um, be better at managing groups and, and running classes and that sort of thing. And 
that none, none are more important than the other is probably what they would say. But uh, I, it's unfortunate, but I do believe that presence and attitude potentially, even though we're training people, um, is one of the more important ones because if they're not enjoying the relationship that they've got with the coach or the setting, then the, because of a coach's poor presence and attitude, then they're just simply not going to turn up tomorrow, right? As th- I mean, as long as the coach is keeping people safe with the training, if they're not enjoying it, then look, I'm really sorry, but they're not turning up and they're definitely not bringing their friends. Of those three, what do you reckon most, the average coach probably focuses on the most, whether it's naturally or through, you know, training? And what, what, what one do you think is probably lacking the most? Yeah, look, that's a hard, that's a hard one because it basically comes down to, I think, each person's or each coach's individual personality or skill set or life experience and that sort of thing. Like I've got a guy, one of my coaches, Tommy, he's, he's an exercise scientist now. He's just finished his degrees and um, like his teaching scene correcting is phenomenal, right? But yeah, he could improve on his group management and presence and attitude type thing. But everybody's favorite coach, Claire, like she, and she's an engineer by trade. So she's not a CrossFit coach by trade. She does it because she loves it. Um, but everyone loves her because of her personality and, and just who she is. So, you know, over time, she will slowly uh, continue to develop her teaching and seeing and correcting. But I mean, with people having a good time in the gym and then, you know, referring that to their friends and telling everyone to get on the, the CrossFit train or get on the exercise train, the presence and attitude is, you know, one of the more important ones and it's likely what attracts and keeps members. I remember like I come from a construction background and when I was sort of considering making the transition between construction and into training as a potential job or, or a way forward, I remember someone who I really looked up to and he wasn't a CrossFit coach. He was just a personal trainer. And he said, mate, unfortunately the fitness industry is a popularity contest. And, um, you know, like I, like I sort of yeah, just brushed it off a little bit or whatever, but then I like looking back, that was probably eight years ago or something or six or seven years ago. I was like, yeah, he's, he's got a point. All right. So if, if yeah, you're a sure. personal trainer or fitness trainer, you've got to be good at your craft. I mean, you can't not be like, you can't not try and be an expert in exercise and, and training. But I, like I, I think that comes across as like, even if you're, even if you're like, the best coach in the world, right? If you have that personality where people just don't want to be around you, they're not actually going to get in to experience it to then, you know, get coached to begin with. No, a hundred percent not. And, um, and that's basically like, I'm not going to jump to it yet, but the, the bird box seminar, like it's all about the coach athlete relationship and, and how you build the relationships and how you interact with people and the, the way you speak and the way you hold yourself. And, um, I mean, it, it, it goes into all the biomechanical stuff too, but the uh, coach-athlete relationship is is sort of like the base of the pyramid and the and the sort of foundation of of having people turn up every day and and, and enjoy the process of of something that could be hard for a lot of people, like working mm. out and and sort of going through training. So, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of other things like basics for running a good class and having people enjoy their time, like having a plan, knowing what you're going to do every day, starting and finishing on time. Um, something I like to do before I start my session is know who's coming. I mean, we've got 
business management software where we can see who's booked in and who's coming to the class. And obviously sometimes people just rock up without, without coming and you can't really sort of foresee that or you can foresee it by just expecting that some people will, but know who's, know who's coming. So you can sort of plan and prepare for that person. Um, you know, you might, we sort of touched on it last time we spoke, you might talk to different people differently. Uh, and it's not because you're being fake or phony, but because you're trying to relate, uh, to them and their experience or be empathetic to, to where they're at in their, their training cycle. And I mean, getting personal with people, are we something that I didn't, I did not invent, but you want to try and have sort of at least three touch points with each person that comes in every day. And at a minimum, that's like a, Hey, how are you going Adam? Like as they come in and see you later, Adam, as they go, but that's a minimum. And then one touch point during the session. Yeah. And hopefully that touch point is powerful that they have a, a takeaway for the day. Hopefully it's not just like, woo, good job. Hopefully it's like, hopefully you can teach them something as well. Sure. Like long-term retention. Um, it can be, it can be tricky with, uh, experience. If you're doing a good job with coaching people and like giving them a good experience, it can be tricky to continue to progress people, but working and trying to give someone a takeaway every single time they come to the gym, uh, that's what gets them coming back the next time, whether they realize that or not, because they, there's, they see progression and they see, uh, the, the sort of structure that you're, you're working towards. Yeah. I, I, I think that's going to be my favorite point. Like I always say, uh, you know, people join the gym because they've got a reason they want to, they need help solving. They want to get fitter. They want to lose weight. They want to get stronger. They want to look better, whatever it is. But the reason they stay is the relationships they have not only with the relationships with the community, but most importantly, the relationships with the coaches that they like, I like these guys. I'm not going to be able to go find someone and have someone as good as, you know, as good as Zach being able to coach me. Hmm. Yeah. And, and sometimes some coaches might be afraid. Like if, if the presence and attitude is, is a tough, tough aspect for a coach out there. I mean, another thing I didn't invent, like is the Ford strategy. So you've, you, you, you strike up conversation or you try and get to know people based on the four strategy, their family, occupation, recreation, and, and their dreams, basically. So you, you could easily, uh, go up to, to Sally in the gym, who's, who you don't really know. She might come to another class that you don't normally coach and you could ask her about her family or what she does for work, or if she likes to do go for coffee on the weekends or what she likes to do. And, and potentially as you get to know them more, like, what do you want to achieve? What are your dreams? Like the, the Ford strategy is like, it, it's sort of needs to be in every coaches, not their back pocket. They need to be holding onto it, ready to go, you know, all day, every day. And it's, it starts off as a strategy and then it just becomes second nature. And then you become so used to talking to people and striking up conversations. Um, I mean, growing up, I was, I was never like, uh, like a total hermit or anything, but I was a bit shy. Uh, and it's, it, it's through the practice of like talking to people, uh, and what I do every day that you become more confident and you build relationships with people and people like being around you because you're showing an interest in their life as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I really like that forward strategy. What does it stand for again? Family, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I like that regardless. Let's just run with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the like presence and attitude, like if we're talking about like strategies for keeping people in the gym, 
by keeping their retention high and and then growing your membership base or keeping keeping more and more people interested like the presence and attitude like it's I feel like it, it's totally key. You can't neglect the other aspects, like I already said, but it, it's so key. And building the relationships with your athletes, um, it, it, it might be like a process, like you, you, you're not going to get on with everyone perfectly first go, but as long, mm -hmm. as long as I feel like you go in with the right sort of mindset and attitude around it, like you're going to have success in the long run. And if your, if your heart's in the right place, uh, you're going to you're going to do a good job, basically. But that's yeah. that's where like the the, um, the continual learnings, like from the, the bird box seminar and that type of thing, is like is pretty valuable. And and if you don't do those things, you're probably not going to know about like what to do. You're just sure. going to do this over and over every day in the gym, sort of thing. I like what you said about the like if your heart's in the right place, because I always say that from a sales point of view. And it's like, if your heart's in the right place, even if someone's like a bit hard to come across, like even if you're trying to make that relationship with a customer, you know, with a member that's quite new and they're quite maybe introverted, so they're not someone that's going to come out and say hi to you and stuff. As long as your heart's in the right place, and you're like, I'm going to get through to this guy. Like the right approaches will automatically happen if you're thinking about it from the right perspective. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm going to go through some points from what I learned to the bird box seminar, basically. So like they, they talked about so much there and there was so much information and, and value there, but five components that are five components of a transformational leadership style is sort of where we spent a lot of time. And, and it's where like a lot of people could probably get a lot of uh, value at, and there's five components. And I was sort of more natural at a few of them and a few that I realized that I struggled with and that there were probably things I didn't even think about to, to be honest. So the, the five characteristics are charisma, idolized influence, intellectual stimulation, inspiration, and individual considerations. And they didn't really say this, but I'm sort of the way I sort of correlate this is it's, it's sort of breaking down presence and attitude a little bit from the level two. Hmm. Um, I mean, the bird box seminar, it's not a CrossFit course. It's, it's preferred. Um, but it's not owned by CrossFit or anything, but I feel like the translation from seminar to seminar or course to course, like flows really well. And you sort of start to understand how you can improve your presence and attitude or, or how you can improve the way that you relate to people and the relationships you can sort of build. And the charisma is like a big one. Um, a whole bunch of things in charisma, you could use metaphors, become an, a, just just like anything, become an expert in your subject, re use a resonant voice, uh, use open body language, use pauses in your speech, just appear enthusiastic with like a high physical energy, uh, animated facial expressions, eye contact, varied tone and pace and strong hand gestures. And they're all just things that, um, you know, come naturally to a lot of people. But if you sort of dot point them out like that, you can sort of have a look at the way that you talk to people and the way that you present and speak and coach um, and sort of look at, look at things you can improve on. Like the, they, they said, Zach, you probably coach a lot of classes, don't you? And I said, yeah, I, I, I do a lot of coaching. And they said, we can tell you've got a, a very strong and a very good resonant voice. Um, yeah. But 
you could probably throw a few more pauses in there because you're sort of just commanding people a lot of the time or you're just sort of directing a lot. Um, so use some pauses and sort of vary your tone and pace a little bit to keep people engaged. And I mean, like I said, charisma comes naturally to a lot of people. And, and we all know people that are very charismatic or very um, engaging and they captivate a room when they, when they walk in. But it's, it's a, it can be a skill. It might come naturally to people, but it can definitely be a skill. And, and I definitely don't like the idea of faking it till you make it and trying to be, trying to be charismatic for the sake of char being charismatic. Um, but if you're like aiming to be the best coach that you can be, you just have to be like your, your 10 out of 10, right. you know, you don't have to be someone else's 10 out of 10. You just sort of switch the dial up for yourself to attend for 60 minutes and, and sort of give everyone the best version of yourself. And that's, what's going to give people in the gym their sort of best experience for that hour that day. Yeah. Cool. hundred percent. The whole not comparing yourself. And it was funny what you said there about like, the tonality and then changing the rhythm of your voice with pauses and stuff. Cause it's the same thing that we teach in sales, right? And I, we had a, this conversation last week where we we're like, you know, the ability to be a good coach and the ability to be good at selling is very similar, right? It's asking the right questions. It's knowing to look for the right things. Most importantly, it's like how you come across and you do the same thing with like a good sales conversation. You lead and then they allow them to follow and you keep them captivated by not just speaking at the same rhythm the entire time. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and, and the more used to you speaking to people and coaching people or whether it's coaching or sales, either way, like you can latch on to little things that people say and mm -hmm. sort of ride with it. Um, going back to the forward strategy, like you can bring up a question about, um, like, what do you do for work? And I mean, as long as someone just set, doesn't say, a one one worded answer you could nearly even ask two or three questions based off their based off their response um so latch on to little things that people sort of mention or bring up and and it sort of can take the conversation a million different places and sort of yeah. and and basically all i'm getting at here is like the more you care about people and the, the better relationships you build with people in the gym even though we're there to train uh the more value they get out of that yeah, for sure. And then as a result, you know, like we said, the whole point is that those relationships, they're the things that are going to keep people because they, they've got real loyalty to you. They're not just thinking of you as a guy that's coming in to tell them what to do for 60 minutes. Yeah. So you and care if, about like Zach as a person and stuff. Yeah. And if, if people struggle with the sort of the charisma side of things, there's this great dude on Instagram. I've just brought him up on my phone. His name's Ask Vin. Uh, I've heard of this guy recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this guy is good. He, he, I'm sure he runs like seminars or courses on like how to present the speeches and how to, how to speak in front of people. And I'm sure he does all that type of thing, but the, the snippets that he puts on Instagram, ask Vin, oh, it's just magic because, because he will like put a 60 second clip up and be, he, he will just say use pauses, like speak strongly and then like give yourself just a second for that to, for for everybody for that to sink in basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like on the top of this, is, this, is, this guy's been referred to me three times this week. Like someone's dude, been like, this, ask this guy and I haven't looked him up. <laughs> dude, he is, it's absolute magic. He is so good. He's Australian too. I think, um, I think he's from South Australia. He is amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, cool. And, and the magic of like Instagram pages, even even things like my Instagram page, you you see this, you just get one little point, and you could probably practice that little point every day for the week, like one of his videos about speaking and like using different tone and pace and things like that. You could practice that and practice that uh, as you're coaching or as you're going through some sort of presentation or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I mean, the other, the other points from the, from improving your leadership styles, like idolized influence, intellectual stimulation, inspiration, sort of three things that are like sort of helping people understand the why of what you're doing things. Uh, sort of like the intellectual stimulation, like we're not just training for the sake of training or we're not just doing this for the sake of doing it. Like there's a reason behind it. Like we can, the stronger our legs are, the more we're able to pick things up or walk around or whatever. Different people have different sort of whys and you can relate that to different people uh, differently. But there's that, there's inspiration. Like you could uh, try and inspire people by the way you try and do things the best way you can. Like basically if I'm trying to demonstrate something, I'll try and do it perfectly and demonstrate this is how it's done to to members in the gym as well. Um, or, showing other, or even showing other members that like were in the same place. It's like, hey, this is what Kelsey did and she got from X to Y. Like that's oh, yeah. a practical example of how, how that's, this actually happens. And you guys can do it too. She's not oh, amazing. Yeah. She's a regular person. Yeah, and I didn't even think of that. And that's probably one of the best ways to, to do things too because there's that is the word vicarious like you you give people yeah. like a vicarious experience and and people sometimes don't believe in themselves but you show them kelly who like got a strict pull up because she worked hard and 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 stayed consistent and you can sort of inspire give that inspiration to people as well uh, but individual considerations as well like as as useful as presence and attitude and all this is you still have to consider individuals uh it can, it can be hard like if you've got a huge group in front of you or if you've got a massive class or or you've you're working at a gym that's got three or five hundred members or whatever it can be difficult but the more you can sort of relate to the individual both on that emotional and uh, level but also just like simply with the training um people will remember that too and they know that you care if you can sort of give them individual considerations for whatever it is uh, each day in the gym. And that, that, that makes a big difference for people because I, we get a lot of clients that say, Oh, I went to another gym and they tried to make me do pull-ups and I couldn't do a pull-up. Uh, and the more you can show people you can do it this way, or there's this modification, or you can get to a pull-up by, by using this progression, then people remember that as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah different approaches, not just taking a one uh, single, single view at how they, how someone should do something and really taking into consideration of who that person is. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, like I've, I've touched on a fair few things, but like if we're, if we're trying to make an impact on people with good coaching uh, and how, how we sort of build relationships with people, the presence and attitude side of things and the way that you build a relationship with people is, is so important. And if you can, if you can be friends with all your members, you don't have to be best friends with them, but if you can have that sort of base or foundational relationship, like it's, it's super powerful. And if you can 
acknowledge them when they come to the gym and when they leave and give them some sort of uh, takeaway or a bit of coaching or feedback every time they come in. They're going to remember that and they're going to slowly improve over time and and sort of, yeah, they're, they're going to stick, stick around. The, the, the better the relationship is, they're going to stick around. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's awesome. I liked all of those. I'm definitely going to try and even implement the forward side of things and just regular client relations. Like that was an awesome little acronym. <laughs> cool. I guess, do you want to give that a summarize of everything we just quickly went over? So we went over forward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So look, the presence and attitude, totally key. So how you present yourself and not just the way you present yourself, but how people perceive that uh, as well. Yeah. So you sort of got to see, see both sides of the coin and coaches can uh, sort of learn that a little bit by watching other coaches as well. I feel like basics of classes and basics of sessions like start on time and, and be prepared and planned and, and all that sort of thing, touch points with people, make sure that you, like I just said, say hello, goodbye, give someone a takeaway for the day, the forward strategy, and that can be used coaching. Like you said, in sales, it can be used. If you're in a conversation with somebody at a dinner party that you do not know, you could use the forward strategy, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Um, and then like the charisma side of things, I feel like that was not natural for me when I started coaching. I mean, something was there and I, but the, the more you practice the Christmas side of things and talking to people and trying to have a good, make a good impression without being fake or anything, just doing your best and trying to help people, the charisma comes and develops and your personality will grow and flourish over time, basically. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's an awesome little wrap up. I think that that's a gold mine for all the box coaches and the owners out there that were even trying to help their own coaches get to that next stage. I think if you went through that and broke that down bit by bit, there would be like life-changing amount of content there that you could sort of implement. A hundred percent. And if coaches want to know more, like keep on listening to the show, but the, the CrossFit level two seminar, the cross the uh, bird box coaching development seminar, you've got to jump on those things. I mean, if you, if you're just a level one trainer, I applaud you. That's amazing, but that's not the end. That's just the beginning. There is so much more to learn. There's so much more to, uh, there are so many more ways to develop. And, and when you do these things, you, you would question why you put it off for so long. And I've been in that boat too. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Good episode, Zach. That was awesome. Thanks Adam. Yeah. See you next time.